0: Welcome to The Chalene Show. Chalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, thanks for joining me today on The Chalene Show. Today we're talking about how to deal with negative people. Keep in mind before we get started, there's so many different circumstances where we have very little control over the people who are in our lives. Today's show is really more geared towards those places where we do have a little bit of control. We can decide where we want to give our attention, our focus, and who we want to invest time with. Also, I think it's important to note, I mean, I know this is common sense, but I think it goes without saying, every situation is different. And I always believe it's best to err on the side of caution, to take the high road, and to take another person's feelings into consideration. That's just my two cents before we get started. Okay. Off to the show. How to deal with negative people. One of the toughest situations to be in is when that negative person, you have no choice. Like they live in your household or you married them or they are a blood relative and you don't have a choice, right? You don't have much choice in the matter. Or maybe it's like your boss and how are you going to get your paycheck if you know, that person, you have to be with them all the time. So let me first address your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. I want to give you a little reality check here and let you know the way the universe works, which is, it's just the truth. You attract the opposite of you. And isn't it funny that like once you guys fall in love and get comfortable, then you're like annoyed that this person isn't more like you. Like you attract someone who's completely opposite of you, not in every way, but in at the core of your like positive negative, usually one of you is incredibly positive and one of you's a little bit more. Well, they'll probably call themselves a realist. And the reason why that happens is because it's the best thing for you. You balance each other out. It kills me when I hear couples who are having marital discord because they want their partner to be just like them. And all the things that bug them about their partner are all the areas where they're opposite. It's like, hello, duh. You're supposed to be with your opposite. So I think it's really important that when you have been in a relationship for some time and this person starts to bug you, ask yourself, is what's bugging you that you can't turn them into you? You know, because you honestly would not be attracted to someone who's exactly like you, even though you think you would. You wouldn't, and you wouldn't be your best. Whether it's a business relationship or a marital relationship, the reason why we attract like-minded people in real life as our friends, that's true, except when it comes to the person who's supposed to be your partner. Whether that's a business partner or a marital partner, you'll typically attract someone who's pretty opposite of you, and that's for a very good reason. It is in your best interest to have someone who's, if you're very organized, they're a hot mess because they're gonna teach you balance. If you're always late, they're always on time. If you always look at things like overly positive, if you're overly optimistic, you need someone who looks at things with a little bit of pessimism and says, I don't know, this doesn't seem right, we should look into a little further. Further. You need somebody in your life who doesn't fall in love with every single person and actually, you know, kind of has a little bit of an eyebrow raised and wants people to prove themselves. I'm just asking you not to just always be annoyed with your partner because they're not like you. And I think one of the best ways to snap out of this is to realize you've got to change what you're focusing on. If you're focusing on all the negative parts of your partner, then you will have a negative relationship. And if you start to focus on all the annoying things that you do, because trust me, you do a lot of them, you'll realize that they're overlooking a lot of things too that you might not realize are a big deal to them. Okay, one last thing on the subject of your partner, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend. It's one of those things I constantly see comments from you saying, what do I do if it's my spouse? What if it's my husband? What if it's my wife who's super negative? What do I do? And it's really difficult to just accept the fact that opposites attract, especially when this person is sucking the life out of you or it's become like, it's more than just a negative person. It's someone who's, not allowing you to live the happy life that you deserve, or worse yet, it's affecting your kids. So I know I've devoted this particular podcast to just the topic of negative people, but I just wanna say this about husbands and wives and partners, and again, I always say this too, but I'm not a therapist, it's just been my experience in working with countless couples over the last 15 years, that usually the partner who is being perceived as being incredibly negative is just poor at communication. And by that, I mean, it's easier to just seem annoyed with everything than it would be to just honestly communicate their true feelings, or maybe to discuss pain or trauma or something that's happened from their past. that just, it haunts them. And their way of just dealing with that is by being negative about everything else. So don't take it personal. Understand that it probably comes from a place of pain. It's often because this person hasn't learned how to communicate. And the other reason why it might be is that it's a habit. You know, oftentimes someone who's considered quote unquote negative had negative parents or negative people around them. And it just becomes a habitual way of talking and communicating and and really protecting themselves. Because think about it, if you take the negative side of the coin, like if you look at the pros and the cons and you take the cons and something fails, well then, you know, you win, right? And if for some reason everything does turn out okay, well then you can be pleasantly surprised. So it's kind of a safe place to be as a negative person because the optimist, the person who's always seeing things from a positive standpoint, you know, think about it. 50% of the time, you're going to be disappointed. If you're always negative, you're only going to be able to say, I told you so, or, oh, well, that turned out kind of nice. So what do you do with that? Well, I think we should probably devote like a whole nother podcast just to your partner being negative, right? Because I think it's often a lot deeper. And if you've got kids, it's pretty important that you do everything you possibly can But to fix the situation, maybe that's changing your own perspective, having a deeper understanding, getting them into therapy, figuring out how you can contribute, what you're doing to enable this negative dance, you know? Okay, last thing I'm gonna say about it is just try not to focus so much on it because if that's what you're focused on, I swear to you, that's what you're gonna get more of, right? So, okay, let's get past the partner stuff because this is not a marital podcast. This is really about how to deal with negative people where you do have a choice, okay? You don't have a choice. You do have a choice in how you deal with them. You do have a choice in how much Time and attention you give them, when your mother or father calls you, you don't have to stay on. And if you're a big girl or a big boy, you don't have to stay on the phone with them. You don't have to engage with them. You know the things they're gonna bring up that are negative and you don't have to go there. So that's on you to figure out if in fact you are giving it too much attention because you're not gonna change your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, you're just not. So you're kind of wasting your life and your breath and your energy trying to just accept who they are and give it boundaries now let's talk about your friends because that's an area where you've got much more control but it's really difficult sometimes when you have a relationship with history right a couple of things happen number one you start to feel guilty like invested so much time in this person or they've helped me through a tough time, but they're so negative, I can't handle it anymore. Let me tell you this, number one though, you have to recognize that you had some part in this, meaning very negative people are drawn to very positive people and very positive people, whether you realize it or not, you're drawn to negative people because you feel like you can change them because you have this, what I like to call wounded bird syndrome, which means you like to collect people who are negative or have problems because you're like, I can help them. I can change them. I can lift them. I can show them the ways. And so we, those of you who are positive, those of you who believe like, You know, it's just about your attitude and I can help people change that. Just know that there was something in it for you too, right? So this wasn't a one person dance. This wasn't a soloist opportunity. You were dancing together, both of you. And you have to realize that at some point you took a look at your partner and said, I'm carrying them now. I'm not dancing with them, I'm carrying them now. And so now it's not fun and I can't make a difference. So when do you know it's time to make a change? Here's your answer when you've done everything in your ability and power, because sometimes we don't have the tools or the resources. Sometimes your friend needs therapy. Sometimes your friend needs to remove the safety net. Sometimes your friend needs to recognize that you're not responsible for their happiness or anything else for that matter. And if you've done everything in your power and you feel good about it, you have to reach a point where you say, okay, I am not helping. In fact, now I'm just hurting the situation because I'm tolerating this behavior. I'm continuing this relationship and it's just not getting better. And when that happens, I think you owe it to yourself and the other person to make a decision and make a change. Now, there's two ways to handle that. The first way is the easiest, and it's what I call the slow and easy drift. You don't have to make a big deal about it. You've just mentally in your head, you've just decided, okay, I've invested way too much time with this person and they're... They're not gonna change and they're relying on me and I'm becoming a crutch and I'm no longer helping them. So what I need to do is not return as many phone calls, not initiate the next time we get together, be available less and less, and this can be done gradually. So that's the easiest way to do things because it doesn't have to be a big deal and that person might notice that this is happening, they probably will, and you can just gradually drift away right? And you're just available less and less and less. And eventually they they need that from somebody else. So they're going to find a replacement you, you know what I'm saying? But if it's just not happening, they're not taking the subtle hints, they're really becoming far more needy. And now it's come to the place where you need to have a conversation. Okay, remember this, it needs to be delicate All you're going to do is cause more harm and damage if you come straight out and say, listen, you are a pain in my butt. There's a black cloud over your head every single day and I can't handle it anymore. You're killing me. You're killing my vibe. And y'all need to go talk your trash to somebody else and there's something every single day and you're killing me. You can't say that as much as you'd like to you can't say to them, you know what it seems like every single time we're on the phone, it's like wah, 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 wah. It's your problems, your problems, your problems. We never talk about me. It's always about you. We're always solving your problems. You're always dealing with a crisis. There's always something going on. You're always upset about something. We wish we could say those things, but it's not helpful. And I've been through this myself before and it's a thing that should be done very carefully. And the best way to do it is to place ownership on you. And this is what I recommend you do. It is to say this, I feel like we need a break and it's really more about me. I have come to a place where I realize I don't think we're helping each other. And I think that some time apart would be good and I love you and I always will, assuming you do. But I think we need some time apart because what I have found myself doing is thinking about what's going on in your life and working extra hard to make sure that you're happy and almost becoming too consumed with what's going on in your life. And I've put other people on the back burner in doing this. And it's not your fault. It's mine. And I just don't think it's healthy. And I think both of us should kind of take a break and love each other from a distance for a little while. And I hope you understand this is really about me. This is me just trying to recognize this pattern that we're developing between the two of us. It's recognizing that there's a pattern between the two of us and knowing that, you know, I'm in large part responsible for this. And I feel like I'm not allowing you to grow and I know that I myself am spending too much time thinking and worrying about things going on in your life, and so for that reason, I think I need a little break, but I love you, and I would leave it at that, and will they come back, and will they be upset, and will they cry? Yeah, and will they want examples? Yes, but I personally don't think you need to give them unless they just keep hounding it and hounding it, because the less personal you can make it, the better. I mean, trust me, they know. They know they are this way and they're going to make a lot of noise and be very upset and lay on a major guilt trip because they had become dependent upon you. And I think it's an important thing to do from time to time, but also it doesn't do you any good unless you learn from the situation and recognize in yourself, what is it about you that tends to make you attracted to these kind of people? Is it because it makes you feel like you're a better person because you've got this friend who's always going through stuff? Is it because you like to be the hero and save the day? Is it because, you know, have this grandiose idea that you can save all wounded birds? And I had to recognize it in myself. I mean, my husband was like, okay, I don't know how many more friends we're gonna loan money to. I don't know how many more friends we're gonna, you know, pay for their attorney's bills. And I don't know how many more friends we're going to have to bail out of financial situations. And, you know, especially when it came down to, I mean, sometimes things happen. that are out of people's control. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I had a couple of friends in my life that just, it was like, you know, it's time after time, after time, after time, after time, all related to not surprise circumstances, but bad decisions, you know? And at a certain point, Brett was like, are we talking about their situation again? I had to realize that I would get excited. We would meet one of these people that I was like, oh, I can save them. And I, I can't do that anymore because I've got too many quality people in my life that lift me up and I owe them my time. So I hope that was helpful to you. Recognize that you do have decisions, but take the high road, be kind. You don't have to say as much as you think you need to say and know that you should establish boundaries with those people where you don't have choice. Remember, your spouse, your uh, mother, father, brothers and sisters, it's okay for you to establish boundaries, but where we do have choice, use it wisely. But be kind and take ownership because you had a big part in this and you don't wanna repeat these behaviors. You are the bomb.com. I'll see you soon. Today's episode was sponsored by IG Impact. It's my course designed to help you understand how to master Instagram. It's fun. It's changed so much, especially in recent months, and it's a very exciting, easy way for you to build an audience, to build your own email list, to build your brand, to attract customers. I offer a free webinar. No strings attached. I share with you recent changes and some of the most basic tips that people overlook when they're using Instagram. To sign up for that webinar, go to instaimpactwebinar.com. You got that? Insta as an in Instagram. Impact as in that's what you're going to make. And webinar as in that's what it is. Okay. Instaimpactwebinar.com. I will see you on that broadcast.